Ryan, real quick, just because just because I don't trust Mike, how should I pronounce your last name? Retina. Got it. You I mean, I've been nailing it for you have three been. years with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. That's like a pretty easy one. Right? Okay, I, I, don't I, trust I have heard you like in the last couple of months at least twice call Matt Kushner. Oh, I know he hates it. Well, I do that on purpose. Though. Do you? Yeah. All right, now I know. Yeah, he hates that. I heard when you called me Kushner. Welcome to the next episode of Pancom Podcast, brought to you by a bunch of people that pay us money for ads. <laughs> Thanks to all of those people, you're listening <laughs> to Pancom Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez. I am joined, as usual, by one-time actor of the year and two-time I haven't said shit about this. Congratulations to our uh, fearless uh, Bronco riding host over here, Michael Beltran, on his two-time James Beard semifinalist status. Yep. I can't wait yep. until Long- next year. Welcome to the long list of 40-plus yeah. people. That's right. Nice. That's right. From here we on out. We made it. From here on out, we'll refer to you only as the two-time. <laughs> Just call me the long lister. <laughs> long lister. The uh, long lister. And we are joined by, uh, I wish I had been keeping uh, keeping tabs on how many of our of our guests keep an entourage uh, when they come around here. I know, right? Yeah. This is, uh, you're in, he's, writing, he's writing deep. Oh, man. Super writing deep. deep. This is one of our deepest writing guests, Ryan Rattino, who is, um, uh, you might have heard references to the dinner that Mike did with Ryan in D.C. at, uh, at Bresca, correct? Yes. Yes. Bresca. Yeah. You okay yep. over there? Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm fine. It's been a long day, okay? <laughs> you know, I didn't fly here. I have to say, I feel like we're holding Ryan and Entourage against their will because, uh, I mean, you flew in today. Yes. Yeah. We have the... Jersey Italian and the Eastern European Italian. Yeah, the Eastern um, European Italian. <laughs> and I just, I, I get a text at like two, like, um, so we're here, but our food's not. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. First, that, that was the first. Yeah, yeah, that was that was interesting. You know, then we went back, and thankfully, they were there. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, our our coolers caught another. Another plane than we did. Oh man, that yeah. would have my anxiety Beautiful. like through the fucking yeah. Look at yeah, the chewed yes. off. Yeah, chewed like, up nails. We have to keep our nails short, but uh, today I bit them off. You know. <laughs> so I, I will say I have uh, referred to you several times because Ryan and I have been friends for three years, right? Yeah, give or take that. three years. Yeah, and we became friends because when I decided that I was gonna like actually go over this hump and do like bring a duck press to Miami. Uh, Ryan was doing one in D.C. And then I was like, you know, this guy's food and our food is like very similar. I was like, I feel like we should be friends. Yeah. Right. So, and we find out the restaurants are mirror images. Yeah. Of each almost other. like identical <laughs> to each other. Yeah. The same amount of floors, the same storage, the same equipment. Yeah. yeah. And so I messaged you randomly one day. Right. And like. It's pretty traditional in uh, old school chef world that people are just like, fuck you. I know my shit. I'm not going to tell you anything. Right. (laughs) And Ryan just shares a wealth of knowledge, which I would say is it's admirable. It's crazy. You don't see it ever. And I've said it several times on the podcast, but like, I can't thank you enough for that. Like, first of all, becoming a friend. Secondly, helping me on things that I was very unsure about. And then I went to D.C. 
Right, right. I mean, that was over three 19, years ago. 19, right? Right, yeah. yeah. 19, yeah. And we had an incredible meal. I mean, you absolutely fucking annihilated us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was me, Pasolito Papi, and Alex Gilardi, the lazy oyster now. Uh, <laughs> and, um, I mean, we, we fucking, it was an incredible time. And then we saw the duck press right in all of its glory and it was like great and it was a great learning experience for me and then i think we became pretty fast friends yeah absolutely you know so we talk about like mirror images let's talk let's go all the way like way back and let's make a a a quick how did you get to bresca right uh i've referred to it before here that you're you're young to be crushing the game right and how did you arrive there at that time right right yeah i used to live here in florida right so like i was in orlando for years and uh so i met my fiance all of the, all of the good things you know have to say that um and then <laughs> uh from there like kind of half back i went to new york came back to like virginia from that and then ended up in dc so it was like a good good medium ground for me of like close to both families but still like a city that i felt like wasn't saturated with the same people doing like many many concepts you know and kind of like talking about dc yeah exactly yeah Yeah. new york i feel like man like i was in new york working for for a badass chris at caviar roost but like you know the same the same groups dominate the scene you know so it was like go to dc and you know back in the day i used to talk to some of my partners that i met early on and i'm like man It'd be sick if a Michelin guide came here one day, you right. know, because we can do it here. We have it. It's less saturated. Like it's an opportunity to actually like step out and do something. And uh, yeah, that's that's how I ended up landing in D.C. You know, I was there, worked around the city a little bit here and there. I used to work for Richard Sandoval. You know, to- he has Toro down here. Yep. And, yeah. So I used to work for him as like a task force and travel open restaurants. One of my buddies runs this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of friends that live down here, and he runs this one in the intercontinental. Is it intercontinental? Mm-hmm. Intercontinental. Yeah, exactly. yeah so everyone knows up. the intercontinental as the big, the big screen with the dancing woman. Oh, that's how it works. Yeah, I thought that was when a you're, casino in Vegas. No, when you're driving, <laughs> when you're on your boat, and it's a big boat culture yeah. here. You see a big screen with the dancing woman. That is the intercontinental Got hotel. It. Okay, yeah, he's over there. But yeah, no. After that, I like settled down, met my partners in in DC, and then kind of like went from there i've always wanted to cook just like non-pretentious french like all the things we love the gluttonous you know the indulgences of foie gras and black truffles and caviar delicious exactly like the good shit that made food what it is today right like cook all of those things without the suit and tie yep right so that was bresca for us like i went to europe spent some quite a few weeks there and then came back and just like hit the ground running, took an old nightclub straight up like brunch on the first floor and DJ booths on the second floor. Yeah. And, uh, we took the first floor first, right? Did it. I told these boys today, you know, like we had our same, I mean, I'm telling you like the, the, how it began and how it went. Same, same, you know, like went through the, went through the really busy opening and then the downturn of the summer, you know, and, into like no no team small maybe we should do this maybe we should oh, do yeah, that yeah, yeah. maybe we should switch this around you know into the first star and then like bam kind of like from there then people trust you takes off right you know? so 
it was good. And then and then we opened the second one upstairs, and that's when the DJ booth got annihilated, ultimately. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now we're there. Now it's home, right? I love it. This episode of Pangong Podcast is brought to you by The Barrel. This is the barbecue grill that, if you're watching this in video form, is in front of us. We're here with uh, Chef Danny Boza. Danny, tell us a little bit about what the genesis of this thing was. Where does the barrel come from? You know, I, I, I was a chef. Well, I was a, you know, working for a civil engineering firm before that. And I really hated everything that I was doing at the time. So I've always had a passion for cooking. And then, you know, I, I decided one day to move to New York and everything took off from New York, Chicago, Hong Kong, LA, you know, Colorado, and then to Hawaii and then back to Miami. And then I opened up my own spot in uh, Coral Gables, got sold the restaurant and moved on to the next bigger, bigger, better thing. Obviously COVID hit, so we had our own passion project. It started because a, a, a friend, was now a, bit, a business partner, Diego Londonio approached me to do a menu for his coffee shop. And I said, you know, let's go to Colombia. I gotta see the tree. I gotta, you know, feel it out, get a little inspiration. So I went out there and then, uh, you know, I tried some of the food when I got there and I was blown away by the flavor. I found out they were actually cooking with the actual coffee tree. And then I saw their South American style roaster and it was just really dinged up, beat up oil drum. Yeah. And I said, you know what, I can make something that's really cool. So myself and Diego put our heads together and, you know, it, it's a home run in my opinion. It's very sleek, very beautiful to look at. Um, it's very, very cool. It's a conversation starter. People see that in your yard and they want to talk about it. Yeah, definitely people see it. And again, we're not trying to take over anybody's yard. We're trying to a compliment, you know, make it a compliment to it. So what you would do on your regular grill for something very quick, you might want to say on a weekend, I got more time. I don't want to chill out and, you know, use the barrel and, and create some beautiful flavors out of that with our hardwood lump charcoal. Do you remember what some of the first things you did with it when you were maybe like prototyping it or you had like you had it close to final form? Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll keep it short. So one of the main things was is that our base was simply just the base. It was just a very plain base. And uh, in order to stop all the fat that was dripping and rendering, I would use sand around the side. But of course, you know, even some of the best chefs in the world make some of the greatest mistakes. So I would drop some of the food directly on the sand and there's no getting sand off food once it hits it. So we had to think of a different system. So now we created these two half moon systems at the base in which you can add liquid and have a grate on top, which pretty much sets this apart from any other, you know, grill, roaster, smoker, which, you know, the three in one combo is not really commonly found out there. Very cool. So if people want to learn more, if people want to buy this thing, how do they get more information about the barrel? I would say go to our Instagram page, you know, at barrel the BBQ. And, you know, you can go and see our link tree there, which has our YouTube channel, our order page, our information, our specs about the barrel. And it has a bunch of fun videos and very cool things that we've cooked out of it so far. Very cool. And once you're there, if you use promo code PANGKONG10, that's PANGKONG10, P-A-N-C-O-N, because I know a lot of people have trouble with this. We don't <laughs> speak Spanish. We've been called Pumpkin Podcast, the Panko Podcast. <laughs> this is P-A-N-C-O-N10 for $100 off of the barrel thanks man awesome thank you this episode of pankum podcast is also brought to you by elite impact windows elite impact windows does exactly what it sounds like they do they are purveyors of impact windows that's the kind that especially if you're in a hurricane prone sort of area 
you want so stuff doesn't come flying through your windows. Mike, you have impact windows on some of your restaurants. Listen, I heard a rumor. Tell me if this is true. Are all their products tested to go up to 185 mile per hour wind pressures? That is how their products are tested. That's all their products are tested to meet that. I don't know. I've never been out in 185 mile per hour wind. But if I were, I think I might want to wear some of these windows as like a suit. I feel safer already just thinking about if I was walking around in that kind of wind and I was wrapped around with their just windows just wrapped around me, I'd yeah. feel like a much safer person. Yeah, you should put them on your caddy. I, mm, You know, maybe maybe not. But I, And I also heard that they meet all the requirements of Miami-Dade County. They do meet all the requirements of Miami-Dade County. Fuck me, that's amazing. EliteImpactGlass.com or on Facebook, Elite Impact Windows, Instagram, Elite Impact Glass. They are proud partners with Eco Windows, CGI, and Windor. One of the things I really appreciate about them and their company is that all their products are made locally here in South Florida. And fuck me, that's amazing. Look at this. They are all made here in South Florida. Did you do your research? Man, I did not do the research. (laughs) Somebody didn't show up ready. They have competitive pricing with Totally 0% financing available. I mean, I don't know. If you have credit like mine, you might not get 0% financing, but (laughs) it may be an option. It's possible that that's an option for you, 0% financing. I don't know exactly how that works. Whatever the case, if you go on the website, you ask for a quote, and you mention Pang Kong Podcast, you will get 10% off of your installation. And I don't know if you guys have ever installed Windows before, but 10% off of window installation, that's a good fucking deal. And you know what? You got it here first on Pancom Podcast. That's right. Mention Pancom Podcast. Again, it's EliteImpactGlass.com or Elite Impact Windows on Facebook, Elite Impact Glass on Instagram. By the way, you mentioned restaurants. They do do. They, com- do, they, they do do, they do, do. <laughs> commercial properties. So whether it's for your home or your business, if do, you need a lead impact do, glass do, to put, do, uh, you know, all that do do, um, and do the things that they do do so well, yeah. uh, you wanna you wanna get in and on that. Also, this company very woke, very woke. They also offer solar power systems with backup batteries and custom generators for your home. You know why? Because they're woke. I, I don't know if that's a positive thing these days to be woke, but what? you know, but it's it's nice. I mean, sounds good. It sounds good to me that there's solar power involved. I'm into it. Generators, solar power, impact glass. Uh, if you go to their website, they got a video that shows off like a home that has all of that stuff going on at one time, which is pretty wild. That's pretty um, wild. A lot of panels, a lot of glass, a lot of things. Pretty soon, we are going to get our hands on a, uh, at least one pane of impact glass. I'm ready. And we're going to try to break it. I'm ready. I don't know what the procedure will be, uh, <laughs> but our but Mike's breath will have a blast <laughs> of freshness from that banaka you just heard. I like the I like this a banaka a banaka blast at last fast blast banaka. I just want everybody to know, uh, and apologies to Elite Impact Glass because uh, this uh, I don't want this to sound like an ad for banaka, but. In the time that we've been sitting here to record this ad, Mike has blasted himself with Banaka like five times. Twice. Kicks I don't out. know, man. Twice. I don't know. Come on. Twice. Elite Impact Glass. Thanks to our sponsor. Thanks. Go, go get your windows from Go home. Go get go get those windows. I will tell you that, like, I mean, I had dined at Bresca before, but being able to cook there, like, because of how similar our restaurants are, like I felt completely at home. Yeah, like same. I felt completely at home. It's like oh, it's downstairs, it's upstairs. Yeah. Oh, I know this very well. And then there's another upstairs. I'm like, cool. That's kind of like our third floor downstairs. Yeah. And I'm like, then there's a storage room, but then there's also a prep room. And I'm like, this is all like I feel like I'm very at home here. Same, man. Like walking through today, I'm like 
looked at these guys. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, downstairs to the prep kitchen. Heard. Got it. Like, tomorrow I'm going to be like, oh, it's in the cooler downstairs. It's going to feel so fucking natural. Right. You know, it's it's unreal, you know. Size, menu, everything. It's going to feel it's gonna feel nice, you know. Well, it's kind of, it's, it's similar, like, what you were talking about. Like, at the beginning, you start off, like, busy. And it's like, oh, it's all roses. And like, yeah, we're going to fucking crush fucking it. And all of a sudden, it. it's like crickets in the room. Right? <laughs> it's like, you know, when the curtains open, it's like there's nobody there. Right. It's like, fuck. Yep. Okay. And then everyone's like, no, but we should do this. And we should do this. And we should do this. And then, you know, luckily, I have I have two great partners that were like, we should just stay the course of what we believe in you to do. And like, we should just do that. And I was like, F- I mean, I'm not going to do anything else. Right. Same. And they were like, cool. Right. We just do that. And we stayed that course. And it's like. You know, there was a lot of lonely nights, but yeah. at the same time, you know, we're still sitting here today talking about it because it, it worked. Right. But yeah. it's that unpretentious, like, approach to food um, that's a little lost, right? Because everyone wants to, it's a lot of, like, fodder, a lot of, like, smoke and mirrors yeah. and shit. It's like, and that shit tastes good. Just, <laughs> and we talked about it when we were in D.C. It's like, you know, proper meat cookery, it's, like, right. completely lost. Like, everyone wants, and I love vegetables, right? But... No one really wants to cook meat anymore. Right. And yeah. I just, I, I want to keep cooking meat. Yeah, absolutely. Somehow a sustainable ecosystem is supposed to exist without half the ecosystem that created it. Right. That's the shit that I don't understand, you know? Like, the whole thing only works in unison, right? Like, the... the well, it's, and it's also super similar, too, because, I mean, when we opened six years ago, we couldn't dream of, like, the Michelin Guide coming to Miami. Right. And I remember when we spoke three years ago... I said, I didn't know if they were coming or not, but these are the standards that we have. Right. These are the standards that we're going to carry from a service perspective, beverage, food. Whether they come or not, it doesn't matter. This is what this is who we're going to be. So when I was on a plane and we were like flying to, to Napa to do that, that event at the CIA and like the news came out, I was like, we're ready. Right. We're good. Don't have to shake the boat. We're just we're just going to keep we're on course right like this is who we were this is what we wanted to do and you know hopefully everything works in our in our favor but at the same time it's like i feel confident that that was going to be the case like that we even if we get one or we don't get one whatever it may be like these are the standards that we wanted to have yeah because we wanted to just we weren't half standards you know and a lot of a lot of miami was a lot of like um smoke and mirrors right a lot of smoke and mirrors so I love the story you told me before of when you got your first star. Right. Right. And how news came down one day and you didn't get a call. You yeah. Remember the story? Yeah. yeah. I was telling these boys because they, they just started working with me like less than six months ago. Right. So today, this is like the first time we've like traveled and done an event together. And they were like, how did it go? You know? And it's like. That's the shit. It's as real as it gets, you know, right. like live it, you know? So, yeah. In that story, what I remember the most is like why I feel like we became friends is like um, you wanted it so bad and it was like it, it almost broke you. And then when you finally got it, this like well of emotion that you had. Right. And I feel like a lot of people who really care about the craft, yeah. forget about all the other stuff, the craft of like food in general and like the whole experience of what it is i think that's why we do this shit to begin with right, right. Yeah. you know we do it for the guests we do it for like keeping old school tradition alive and i feel like that's why this stuff is important 
Yeah. Because like proper cooking, I mean, it's it's like we're losing it every single day. Yeah, hundred percent. Like there's enough people, you know. We it's just like we harp that shit, right? Like there's enough people. Do we sous vide? Absolutely. Same. Right. Same. Like we we run a business, right? Like Saturday night, hundred and forty covers, like. Yeah, like some things need to like go in, you know, and be circulated. But like, do our cooks know how to roast properly? 200%. Right. You know, because like shit doesn't exist. Like I feel like kids, you know, the generation behind, I'm only 31, but like generation behind us, right? Like early 20s, they can do a bunch of cool shit. Right. But they can't make a proper cuisson. They can't braise. They can't break they can't butcher butcher down to from subprimals to prime it's crazy primals subprimals like dude it's wild to me Mm -hmm. it's like really like you don't know like you can fucking make a bubble that smells like i don't know eel ass bubble gum and like but you can't break down a rib loin you know and it's like that that shit's crazy to me you know and that's what like we focus on i mean in both restaurants you know like we cook over the most primal way of cooking upstairs in jaw is like we cook over a fire everyone's like how do you sous vide your proteins and then cook it over the fire we're like we never sous vide them in the first place yeah we cook that shit over the fire the whole time you know like interval cooking all of that stuff and like that's what i preach to the team it's like you come here to learn how to cook Mm -hmm. like the innate like the the primal instinct of just like touching something and understanding where it's at right like in one we buy the best fish at the market right from japan there could only be one medai, one salmon, one sawara. They don't all cook the same over a 800 degree fire. So you have to be able to look at that thing and understand what you're doing. Fat content, it's lean, it's skin on, no skin, poach it first, blah, blah, etc. right? Like, and by the time you leave there though, you have like a true- Understanding. Then you can put shit in the bag. Yeah. Right? Like, cause you know how to do it from raw. Right. Then you put it in the bag and like, cause you know the whole, the whole process but like that's the stuff that's lost yeah like you know and like duck press oh man no one's bringing that shit back you know like there's like a few like you myself like commanders right in new orleans like yeah. does it right danielle does it sometimes yeah yeah pastorally like that restaurant they do it as well it's like what's we just named it's like less than a half a dozen yep you know and like how many people are serving it five nights a week like three yeah. You, Dave, and us, yep. three people, the yep. whole country serving it five nights a week. It's like, it's, you know, shit's real. Like, it's 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 real cooking, you know? Well, and it's I mean? the story I told you, like, uh, Paul Liebrandt came to, and he ate at Ariette, which right. was, like, one of the most, like, gut-wrenching experiences of my career, right? Because <laughs> that guy, he's visceral. He'll fucking destroy you, even if he right. doesn't know you. Yeah, yeah. And I don't ever get starstruck by much, but he's a fucking legend. Beast. And he messaged me after. He's like, I'm glad someone's keeping the tradition alive. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. It's cool. badass. I'll, yeah. t- I'll take that, yeah, man. It's badass. I'll take it. But, you know, as a young cook, I was always taken by old school technique. Right. Because I think it connects us a lot to our past. Yeah. It's and, like the and, canal we had tonight. Right. Right. Like, it was like, first thing I noticed, I'm like, shit, people don't make that right. Right. You know? Like, it's not right in so many places. Correct. And that's I I take a lot of pride in that. A lot of people want to do the newest thing. Instead of doing the newest thing, I want to do the oldest thing as well as possible. Right. Agreed. And I think starting to trend, though, like the newest thing is like finding the best thing and just preparing it well. Simply. Like perfect. Yeah, exactly. Like ingredients, technique, 
done. Seasoning. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's execution. I, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, that's I, like people don't know how to season food anymore. Right. It, it's really crazy to me. Leave like the 50 components off the plate and give me three things that are better, the best in their category. The best fish, the best produce, the best dairy, whatever it is, right? Like that's all I... When, when we talk about like new dish evolution, like we obviously there's lots of ideas on the table and we throw around lots of things and, you know, at one point it'll be like 12 items and whatever. And then I'm like, all right, so how can we strip this down to like the bare minimum? Restraint, yeah. Right. How do you like like strip it down to the bare minimum and like are, let's say the three focal points of the dish, like are they all great? Right. Are we yeah, exactly. are we consistently able to get these, these items sourced well? Right. Executed well? You know, can we do this during service? I mean, obviously, you saw the size of our kitchen. It's yeah. not big. Right. So can we do it? And it and it and that's where the struggle happens, right? Because you want to show what you're capable of, but at the same time, execution is always king. Yeah. You know, and can you execute in your room and how and, and also like service style can right. um, front of the house be able to talk about it the proper way? Can we train our like very young cooks the proper way to do things? Right. And it's it's a struggle, right? Because you always want to do more and more and more and more. But yeah. how can can we strip it down? It's like to the we bear? said earlier too. There's no ego in it, right? Right. Like the idea is to like cook for the guests, hundred percent. Like we want to execute for the guests. And I one of our like our corporate chef texted me like an hour ago while we're eating dinner, and he's like, "Yo, what if we stopped doing this stuff, duck wing, and made this riyat, seared it, covered it in crispy like duck skin, surrounded it with." with spring vegetables and I was like can you do 75 of those on a Saturday night and he was like fuck no and I'm like there's the answer yeah (laughs) we can't do it right you know like we have that same with 388 square foot kitchen in Bresca Saturday nights we serve like 1300 plates I mean like teams already like pumping 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 you know it's like those things you gotta like make the proper the proper decision you know it's like you have to you have to like execute at a high level while still understanding that like you know we're in operation you know what i mean like we have to we have to do what's right for what's going to eat the best what's going to plate the best what's going to look nice when it finally gets out there right right after how many minutes is is this cold you know like that's like all we think about and it's back to that like you know like oh we got these beautiful x this week right and then it's like well we'll use it this week but can it go on permanently like if we can't source it like It can't be like if there's no like product sourcing to it, like we go to the market every week and it's it's just like, you know, some things are great. Like we have we have these like markets in D.C., big Asian community around like the DMV. It's like we have these markets and like uh, go get I mean, stunning shit like live king crabs, live Dungeness crabs, live oh, langoustine, spot prawns, abalones, live eels, all kinds of stuff. The eels aren't so good. Right, Daniel? We we hit that we hit that yeah not a fan (laughs) we hit that yeah (laughs) we got some fucking dirty fish tank eel recently and we were like yeah that ain't going on the menu tonight no (laughs) but like at the end of the day like we go there and we'll get like some live shellfish you know what I mean but like I don't want to buy sell tooth from there every week you know I want to buy that from like somebody else that's gonna like produce it the right way or as nice as possible it's not gonna be hollow in the core whatever it is you know what i mean and like stripping it back though it's like do we need that what does that do right yeah. like do you need that what does that do nothing it just gets lost in there cool see ya next you know like onto it now like we've dialed it back so far if you look at the cooking from when we from when we started five i'm almost five years old now 
like four and a half over four and a half years old or something like that we were at four and a half years it's like man in the beginning there were like salads on the menu where it was just bonkers i don't know how we did it honestly like some nights i'm like we talk about our menus now and they're like so restrained and we only do like you know pre-fee and tasting we've pulled it back so much from like 25 options on the menu between a la carte and tasting to now like a tasting menu that's broken up into pre-fee right on the shoulders and then only tastings on the weekends and it's like sometimes i look it around i'm like how the how the fuck did we pull that shit off when the carrot had like 19 compositions of carrot on it right this and that and it was like we used 190 covers and and then you look around you're like yeah i mean we none of those people work here anymore yeah (laughs) yeah you know for a reason you know they're like dude i'm out of here that shit sucked you know like and then you think back on it it's like was it was it as good as like the food we're cooking now no like that's the evolution of like us and maturing as cooks but i I mean maturing is a huge yeah it's a huge thing it's like once same right like six years ago we just turned six in january like six years ago i would just come up with like a half a full new menu in like one day one day just like <laughs> fucking we're rolling this shit out tomorrow yeah cranking the whole thing on the menu and it's yeah. like how are we gonna do that i'm like we'll figure it the fuck out right, we right, just right. and we figured it out but it's also like once you become confident in yourself and your cooking and like what security vulnerability like all those things as a chef are huge right once you feel secure in all those avenues and you're not looking for validation elsewhere right when you just look for validation in yourself and in your team yeah like everyone feels validated in what they're doing and what they're putting out every day fuck everything else and fuck all the other stuff because like executing simply but super well is i mean a million times more valuable than everything else yeah it's timeless right Right. like classics are classics for a reason none of the classics had a bunch of shit all over them right rama baba right like look at ducasa's food for the last 30 years yep it's just ingredient focused technique driven most michelin stars of any living dude right now right for no mistake right like for all good reason stripped down based off of execution exactly raw in control of your raw ingredients right right like that's it like technique ingredients good set so tell me and this was also as as your friend something that i was like very proud of as your friend it's like when you open up john and you open with two stars right yeah. I mean that's like that's a that's so a big fucking thing. We opened thing. in a really great time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we fucking yeah. We, I mean like we nailed that shit, you know? I, I mean that that was intense, <laughs> right? Like I remember you talking to me about it before John opened. Yeah. And the idea was like a Brooklyn Fair style concept, 14 seats. Yeah. I mean I'll tell you when I I cuz obviously the first time I went to Bresca, John didn't exist. And then this time that I visited what was it like 4 months ago? Right. When I walked in that room, I had I got chills, because it, it's literally like every I think, I think chef like us, like yeah. It's it's the dream, right? Fourteen seats, yeah. Control. Tight, controlled, yeah. Execution driven, just like beautiful plating, beautiful execution, beautiful service. And I was like, I walked in there and I felt all of that, and I didn't even dine there, right? And I was like, fuck, like you can do all of that right here. Yeah. Tell me the thought process behind it. Yeah. I mean, um, like it was an old nightclub, right? Like we used to shit, man. When we got our first star, like the lights would rattle on the ceiling 
from the nightclub being open upstairs with like six bodies in it. Was it open? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. So it was like an existing nightclub. We took the first floor, right? Then like our boys would like get out of service and like go upstairs and it'd be like a fucking thumping ass nightclub. Like just no shit. yeah, DJ booth, bar, everything like going on and like the team would get out, go up there. Like it was wild. I, I my ass would go home. You know, but they they'd show up to work the next day and like we went up to policy last night and I'm just like Y'all are nuts, you know? Just the elevator right away, though. So convenience. But you'd be like 10.45 on a Saturday. I was telling, like, dude, we used to cook until like 1 in the morning some Saturdays when we first opened, you know, first got our stars. It was bonkers and unsustainable as all get out, you know? And these, you know, nights, like 10.45 and the globe lights in the dining room would be like, just like fucking twitching, dude. And like, people would be like, (laughs) <laughs> the fuck is going on in After here? Two hundred fifty dollars ahead. Yeah, and we'd have to like go upstairs and be like, "Yo, can you turn the bass down on that shit?" Like, you have the whole ceiling rattling in Bresca right now, and people have no fucking clue what is going on, you know. So like, same here. Like, we have great partners, you know, and like they're invested in the humans, right? Not just like what the business can do. And uh, they straight up were like, "What do we want to do next?" You know, and low hanging fruit. I mean, is the second floor real estate that's sitting above the other restaurant that like same theory like we talk about it all the time the sustainability of building the business in like the same street the same block or within four blocks of each other like not driving like just like here six miles across town is like 40 fucking minutes dude like jesus christ you know so it's like we were like well what about upstairs and they were like please like get rid of that thing you know i remember one day we were in like sunday night dinner and some dude gets like shit-faced in the in the nightclub on like a sunday brunch and it's like the time they're leaving he grabs the fire extinguisher as he's leaving and just like blows that shit out like down the stairwell as he's leaving and like our sous chef at the time this shit is wild he's in la now he fucking chases this dude straight out down 14th street love that yeah, exactly. Love this guy. So we know like, who he is. I right? love him. Nah, dude, he's from Florida too. Love yeah, course right? he is. He, he was course. awesome, Jose. But like, dude, chases yeah. this dude down the of street. Of course his name is Jose too. I love that. It's so That's the best. Of course he's from Florida awesome. and his name is Jose. Oh, shit. It's hilarious. I hope he hears this shit. But like, chases this dude down the street. Dude, and we're like, all right, we got to get rid of that shit, you know? So that's when we started building. Like we started, we're like, what can we do? You know, what makes people want to go upstairs? What? It's not normal, right? It's not street front property. There's no, oh, I walked by and I saw these people dining there. You don't see anything, right? Right? Like you enter Bresca, you hang a left, you go through the bookcase, you go up the stairs, you go through the other door, you enter the counter. Nobody right. knows that shit exists unless they know it exists, right? right? Like it's not like that casual, you know, casual encounter. It's a Craigslist restaurant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like these these guys, like you know, so we talked about it. We're like, what can we do? And that's when we were like, hey, you know, it's tiny. It's what eighteen hundred square feet, seventeen hundred square feet, something like that. That inclusive, right? Like inclusive of kitchen. I don't even think it's that. It's like. 14 something if you just count like the kitchen and everything like the elevator takes up space all the the dish pits in that thing like that off to the side or small, whatever we call a dish pit there. yeah smallest thing you've ever seen like that 
Another Jose. Another Jose. Five years. Bless that Jose, man. Five I've heard years. stories about this Jose, yes. the dishwasher at High, John. He's such highest, a legend. Highest paid porter in all of the land. Mid-Atlantic, yeah. exactly, because <laughs> he's amazing. Uh, no, straight up, it's wild. But, you know, we were just like, what can we do to bring people, like, upstairs? Like, that was the biggest thing. And then, you know, so it was like, let's build... It was 20 seats, it then became 18 seats, it then became 12 seats, 16 seats. It's back and forth all the, you know, like what can we execute at the highest level for us, right? Right. And uh, now we, then we built that, you know, we were supposed to open May, May 2020. Right. That was the slated, the slated opening was May 2020. So we, um, that didn't work out. No, so, yeah, not for anybody. Not for anybody, exactly. So that was pretty wild. And like all of our tables and chairs and all kinds of random shit was like stuck overseas, supply chain. I mean, it was, it was pretty wild. I mean, not the most, um, I mean, restaurant openings aren't that like. They're not glorious. Yeah, they're not that glorious as it is. That's a great term, you know. So yeah. this one was made even more, you know, ugly with with everything that was going on and then you know we sat on it we closed like everybody else we sat on it for for five months right roughly we opened in like august essentially it was like yeah. almost august late 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 july couple days it was like a splitsy week like, into august and then we just went for it you know what i mean we're like fuck we're gonna either do it or what are you gonna do you know like we wanted to keep our team we wanted to keep going carry out was not that like thumping anymore you know like right. it was in the beginning for Bresca so we just did it you know and we opened as like a Bresca pop-up you know we opened as a Bresca pop-up learned the space did all those good things and then you know teams changed a lot now we finally like settled into a solid crew that like you can see like longevity in and all of those things and you know Bresca reopened and right. all that shit but yeah it was it was wild you know and then when, yeah. when I was there the one of the most impressive things that I saw, I mean, it, it's an operation, right? I love compounds. Like, we're a compound. Right. Like, I love compounds and operations. There's so many different layers to it. But, like, what really struck me was the team. I mean, all, like, really good people that just care about, like, a common goal. Yeah. And it's so rare. Yeah. You know, and and I tell my team all the time, like, you're living in a, in a, a weird, like universe like the ether right now is like everyone cares about each other and everyone cares about like the thing right and everyone's working towards a common goal and like you guys should love that because yeah. in my career that's 17 years long now it's like i've only lived that like three times yeah now being one of them right, you know right. like two other times with guys that i'm still very dear friends with and we grinded together and we i, I mean we love the food that we were cooking and and it's 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 awesome to see that just right. like people that care about each other. And like, that's why I felt incredibly at home in the Bresca kitchen. Cause like everyone was just like caring about the thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Everyone just cares about the thing and they want to do the thing super well. And they care about food and they care about you and they care about the place. And yeah, it's just like, it's, it's invigorating, you yeah. know? And, and I don't feel that when I go to a lot of restaurants, I don't totally feel that. And yeah. Obviously there's tough days and there's, right, there's, right strains of days and like everyone you know people get on each other's nerves and whatever but at the same time it's like there's a team and they all care about each other it's like so fucking rare man yeah i think you know it's a culture first thing for yeah. us you know like i i always i was saying to them like i like i made it but you make it 
right? Like, like I made it, but like you make it every day, right? Like it's only good if you give a shit about it. Like I could care all I want, but if the whole team doesn't care about it, then like, what good is it? You know? And the only way they care about it is if we give a shit about them. Right. And then like, it's like not, we don't just like give a shit about people and care about people because, Oh, it makes us a good business. Like we're just inherently like, that's just like who we are, right? Well, I mean, the, the people make the place. Yeah, 1,000%. You the know, people make like the place. Hospitality first all the time, right? And it's like, you know, no egos. Right. Right? Like hospitality first. Like we're here. We want to take care of the team. If we take care of the team, the team takes care of care of the guests. And then in return, like we're all taken care of, you know? so One of the things that I – one of the bosses I've hated working for the most, he always used to say like everyone's replaceable. And I'm like, you know, like maybe the, the, the things that they do can be replaced, but right. that human the being human, can't, exactly. that human being can't yeah. be replaced. Yeah. What that person brings to the table, what they bring to the team, what they bring to like the environment. Right. If they're a good human being, that can't be replaced. You can feel that in so many places though, right? Right. Like in, in like the nature of what we do as hospitality is like, it's, it's, it's like instinct or it's, or you don't have it. Right. Like you don't, you can teach like technique, right? You can teach finesse, refinement. You can teach those things. But if you don't want to be hospitable, it's not a thing. You don't I, can't, I can't make you, you a good person. No, exactly. I so, can't like, do that. You can't replace the human in it. Right. Right. Like you can replace the action, but not the thought behind the action. Correct. You know, and I think like that, that's what like sometimes I think to your point, like we live in a time now where people like are thinking about that more than ever you know like uh we i mean i say it all the time you know every from when we opened to where we're at now we're in a whole new place for sure like it's wild you know and it's like you know we always gave a shit about people but now we can do more for them i mean you you know know, one one of the i'm fortunate and blessed that i've like i've done pretty well in my career and like it like i have a lot of great things and great people but like one of the best days of my career is when I could fully insure and give benefits to my entire Tires. company. Yeah, for sure. The whole fucking thing. Yeah. Like I, w- without any kind of like, I, this is just who we are and this is what we're doing. Yeah. Like from the day that we opened, that is what I set out to do. Right. Obviously I wanted to <clears throat> tell my story and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to keep like a culture alive and like the Cuban American thing and the, all that stuff. But at the same time, I wanted to open a business that people could feel one was their home and two that was that they were being taken care right. of yeah. you know and yeah. it, as we stand today this is the most competitive pay we've ever had we're fully insured we right. have benefits we have bonus packages but six years ago i mean we were just like scratch like it's like pennies like Same i got shit. i got this we can we can cover payroll this week right right we can pay everyone yeah. off this week we are good Dude, yeah and it's like and like it's like night and day so when I talk to young restaurateurs and, you know, people opening their first restaurant or whatever it is, I share with them my story yeah. because it was like, it's a very, it, there's a lot of emotions. It's a lot of peaks and valleys, right. right? Like you go through a whole, like a whole mess and you can relive it and you can like, I can remember points in the last six years, like they were yesterday. Right. Because they are so important to your evolution as yeah. like a human being. You know, and that's why for me now, like obviously our food is incredibly important to me. I am a chef, but like at the same time, the the people make it 
all happened. Crazy, right? And and without them, we're fucked. Yeah, no, like we're fucked. And and on top of that, just like, I mean, I've lived in the industry long enough to know like, a lot of people didn't give three fucks whether I was okay or not. No, you know, like they like as long as you're working your station and you're doing your thing and whatever, it's coming out right. They don't give a fuck what you're going through, and that and that's like the whole other kind of thought process of like training younger chefs to be good leaders right also is something i was never taught yeah you know i think later on in my career i was taught more of that when i worked with with like some of my mentors but like in the like visceral in between stuff mm-hmm. and people didn't give three fucks whether i was right. okay or not that's it like i tell that we talked about it today i talked to the team all the time it's like we went through like so far these five years where like our foundation was here now the new foundation is like up here right and then as we evolve over the next like say you work you know another three to five years there you get to start from like the new basic of like how we got there you get that like eight years of evolution right so like as your launching pad and if you don't use it i mean that's on you you know but like you could skip eight years of like all the shit that we've been through mm-hmm. to when you start like okay this is how it works from this what's the new ground zero right like you're so much in a better place you know and it's crazy the new ground zero is intense mm-hmm. because like for me since i lived like the original ground zero it's like people are they're almost like oh we're only doing like 110 covers today like oh yeah like yeah. yeah, I used to do like thirty. You get yeah, you get yeah, spoiled. Like, right? I, I like I used to do like thirty. Yeah, yeah. Like we're doing yeah. one hundred and ten. Like oh, it's whatever. Yeah, last yeah. week you did one thirty. Yeah, know? like yeah. oh, we, we, like uh, our PPA today is like one sixty. Like oh yeah, whatever. Like that's what. what? Yeah, right. I, I've lived days that PPA was like sixty five dollars. Dollars exactly. You know? like, no, agreed. And that's part of the grind. And I think becoming a restaurateur is understanding that, right? And just accepting it. Yeah. Okay. And not being like these kids are like little fuck faces. No, right. Yeah, they <laughs> like they get spoiled by the new normal. Right. right. It's like when you train your palate. I always talk about that. Like we eat we eat the best shit every day. So then you go out to eat and you're like, damn, I just ate these the mouse strawberries all week and now I went to this place and got like a strawberry dessert and it tastes like nothing. Nothing. <laughs> right? And it's like, <laughs> right. what the fuck? Like where's the flavor? You know? It's like Whereas the beef, like beef, tastes like nothing, and you know, right. it's like, you know, if you get spoiled by it, and you have to like circle back on that, right? That like not everyone, you know, everyone's going through their process. We're still yep. going through that process. We're still learning, right? We're still evolving as a group, and and you know, as we build more spaces, you know, what else can we do? You know, what else can we build in for the team? What else, can, you know, like help us mature, help them mature, all those things, you know? But yeah, it's, it's wild. We fall, I fall victim to that same theory sometimes. I'm like, shit, 125? Like last week we did 142. Like, what are we doing? Like, where's that 17 did, covers did, at? You did know? we fuck something up? Exactly. Right? I like, remember so, like, like, who touched the book? Yeah. <laughs> did they lock down the books? Do I have to right? check? Did they get nervous up there? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel a, a lot like, I'm more secure now than I have ever been just because, like, I feel I understand all the emotions that my people go through. Yeah. Because I live them all. Yeah. One of my business partners says, like, our job is to stay off the emotional roller coaster. 
And that's a good. That is a great yeah, fucking like, quote. As leaders, we need to stay off the emotional roller coaster because you know what it is. Yeah. Right. Let them live it, and then like guide them through it. But like you know, we can like make those hills a little bit smaller for them, and this and that. But like we already went through that turmoil, all those ups and downs, ups and downs. You're like, fuck, what are we doing? You know, right. like, where is it at? But like now we know better. You know what I mean? And there's like consistency and stability built in to like what you got confidence. You know? I, I feel like the, the confidence portion just comes with experience. Right. Like you experience all the fucking shitty days. So you feel ready for like the shitty days. And I feel like dealing with the shitty days is what gives you the mental bandwidth to deal with them. Right. Cause a lot of younger cooks haven't really dealt with the shitty days as they grow in the industry. Yeah. And I don't know. I've dealt, I feel hopefully I've dealt with, the majority of all the shit. <laughs> right, exactly. Like I feel like right. I've dealt with them all. We definitely picked one of the hardest ways to make money. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I talked to a lot of people, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, I did this, and I sold this, and I did that." I'm like, oh, "Fuck shit. me, man! I should have you know? done something I different." Know, right? We picked sake. one of the hardest ways. I, we say that out every week. We're like, "Man, that that's happening again!" Like, shit, we we picked a difficult one, didn't we? Like, I I know, but I feel like more validated doing what I do than, you know, I have a lot of friends i've known since i was like 15 years old and i and i love them and they're all very successful and i'm like i just would never want to do that yeah yeah i mean this is all i know yeah but, same yeah I, that's I, what I like i say that all the time like what would you do if you didn't cook i'm like shit i have no idea this is all start I a know. podcast yeah there you go start right? a podcast that's this is, this that's is. where i would be <laughs> Bankum podcast yeah is not advising for financial reasons that you start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> Damn right we're not. Oh, Fuck. So, awesome. at Johnsman Open, what, two years? Like 17 months. 17 months. months yeah. I don't know why I feel like it's been around for 10 I years. Know, right? It's crazy. Like, sometimes I feel that way, too. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, like, I mean, you now essentially have two plus one star under one roof. Right. Two with a comma. Three with a comma. Three with a comma. Three. Yeah, three with it a comma. Me. Yeah, that it does. I'm sure it does. Haunts me, you know? like, I'm sure it does. Three with a comma. Well, I'll tell you that the last meal I had at Bresca was it far exceeded the first one, and the first one was great. And I feel like I don't know. I, I mean, I, I hope nothing but like the best things for you and the oh, next guy that you. comes out. And it's like it, it's um, it's going to be. I, hopefully, it's a very good book season. Yeah, for you. I think it's a good season for the both of us, huh? Should be, one one should can be hope. Fun, right? One one can hope. Good I, I already told you. I already told you. You win more stars. I'm flying to DC and we're doing things. We're let's, popping let's, all <laughs> kinds of bottles. And and I I if if things happen down here, I hope I'm you do the same. Flying down here, exactly. Yeah. No, we'll have some fun for sure. It's definitely something to celebrate, man. We're excited. You know, it's we're gonna release close. I think. Right. Oh we're yeah. Both slated for the spring, aren't we? I think so. I have. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, at this like, point, like at, at this point, everyone asks me, so like, when I'm like, I don't. I'm just. Everything I just go gets, to work every day. Yeah, like, I don't right? even know. Everything gets pushed. It's better not to think about it. Oh man, right? It'll. It's a. It'll. It'll drive. I know you because nuts. it'll drive you nuts. It'll drive you nuts. Like people. Like, people ask me all the time. It's like, you know, are, are you okay? I'm like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the first year. I mean, we got our first star with you the night before. I was like, oh my god, I haven't gotten a phone call yet. I thought I was gonna vomit. I'm like this sucks, you know. Every every day, I wonder. So, like, obviously, I, and I'm big on this. Like, you know, awards don't validate what we do for a living. Mm -hmm. But this is a this is a personal goal for me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, it's a personal goal. Obviously, I'm I'm super grateful for being nominated for a beard again. That's like, it's another personal goal. I worked for two guys that won beards down here for right. Miami, which there hasn't been many. Um, and you know, like coming up working under those guys, um, I always said like my goal was to do what they did and surpass that. Right. You know, and those are personal things. As yeah. a company, it's very different. Yeah, yeah. But personal goals are different, and they can become maddening. You know, right. and, and people are like, are you okay? I'm like, you know, I'm just like, I'm my anxiety is high. Yeah. What yeah. do you want me to tell you? Right, exactly. You want me to give you like a, yeah. like a, no, everything's fine. Like, no, everything's not fine. Yeah, yeah. Right? We're, we're like working towards a goal. We're doing a thing. It's high stress. Like, yeah, while managing 150 employees. Right. While managing Personal 150 goal. employees, several <laughs> other outlets also. And, you know, like my team is also, they're also there. I see, I see it on their face every day. Right. You know, like I see it on them every day. Like they, everyone in that room wants everything I want as bad as I want it. Right. And I want it for them as bad as I want it for us. You know, right. like I want it for the team. And that's what yeah. I love about stars. Yeah. It's a team thing. Totally. It's a restaurant thing. It, it belongs to the restaurant. It doesn't yeah. belong to a human. Yeah. And it, I, I find that invigorating because it's a team award like right. you, you know like you're winning something together yep. and it took all of us to make it happen every person and i fucking love that yeah i love that so you know everyone else like why don't you have a good time i'm like you know because now's not the fucking time to have a good time yeah like you know right. i'm just exactly. like we're, we're working towards a thing to do. yeah you know, we have we shit, shit to do, do man that's why you know so yeah. what's next i mean you you'll have like a lot of like uh, a lot of things that yeah. you have a compound yeah, maxed out compound. Yeah, maxed Can't add out. any more shit to the compound either, you know? Right. Like, I wish. I wish. Yeah, for us, I mean, like, uh, we have a ton of talent, you know, on the team. So, like, one thing we talk about all the time is, like, how can we how can we move in a direction that, like, encompasses that talent? You know, right. like, uh, a focus for us that we've been working on is, like, we'd love to be, like, a hospitality brand, but also, like, a seed company for our talent. Like, Amen. you know, yes. like you are for your first restaurant deal is never the most primo deal you're going to get. You right. get fucked, you know, you get no TI, pay the most rent. Oh, the, my favorite get, question is what's TI? Right. Yeah. That's you know? my favorite question. It's like no TI, you pay the most rent. You don't know how to find a GC. You don't know like what the hell you're doing. You know what I mean? Everyone, everywhere you worked has been built, you know? So it's like for our, for us, it's like. We have all this talent in place. It's like, how do we, how do we become a seed for them? You know, like they leave, they go get like a shitty deal because they don't know any better, or they stay like on brand, like with the company. You build the brand bigger and together with more branches, right? It's like a family tree, <laughs> you know. Like, what can our tree be? That's it's what we scary talk about. how similar we are, huh? right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's like, what can our tree be? Like in thirty years from now, like you know, like. When you look around and it's like, look at TK's tree. Fuck, like most talent, some of the most talented individuals. Like it's crazy, man. Like it's crazy. And it's like, what can our tree become? You know, like who's going to branch out? You know, like Mike, he's been with me for seven years. Coming down to Tampa, taking like his What a great guy, man. Right. Awesome dude. Head chef position, right? Going to like get out on his, you know, and do it like without me there. And like hopefully like wrap up a star. You know, like personal goal of his, you know, I don't just say it for like, oh, the stars. No, like I know that dude like grind his. If he worked for me for seven years, like he was committed. 
He was. Like, it was. Yeah. He was. You know, it wasn't always like fucking a fairy tale, you know? And it's like, but that kind of shit, it's like, you know, can we seed our team to like their restaurants, help them get a great fucking deal because, you know, we have longevity in, in a brand that like we're a good operator, you know, get them huge TIs so they don't end up $2 million in debt on their first restaurant. Well, I mean, I think there's so, like, there's so much to that, right? Because like we, we take a lot of pride in that too. And that's something that we've talked about plenty of times and something that we've, even people that haven't worked for us, people that I know and people that are good people like do you need help? We're more right. than willing to yeah, help. 100%. Like we will help you right. in this whole process. We will, you know, our whole team is at your disposal yeah. to help you get to the place where you should be. And it's yeah. simple. Like I've talked to so many people that don't even know what TI means. Right. That don't know what the, the simple things in a lease that they should be looking yeah. for. And it's to me, it, it doesn't like anger me. It does anger me sometimes from the other side because they're willing to take advantage of someone that just wants to like is trying to live their dream. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But I'm incredibly happy to help them on that journey. Yeah. Right? Because I, I want them to be set up because the more restaurants that are in Miami that are that have a shit, solid yeah. foundation because yeah. Elise is a super solid foundation. Yeah. Right. To build on the better off we're going to be as Absolutely. a city. Yeah. You know, and for forever and a day, and I've said it a million times, like Miami's looked at in so much, so many shitty ways, but there's so much fucking talent here and so many people that are working their fucking ass off right. to do good things, produce good food with good purpose. Like if I can help in any kind of way, I'm, I'm more than willing to do that. And, and it's incredible to me that there's not more people like that. Yeah. Well, everyone, I always say like, I want a slice of the pie. I don't need the whole thing. You I don't want to eat the whole pie. No. I'd like hate to be the guy like in a, you know, like I'd love to be the guy in a G-Wagon, but not while my chef de cuisine is in a, in a Prius. Right. You know, like it's just not, not okay. You right. You know what I mean? Not okay with me. So like that's just, oh, it's not who I am. It's like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Right. But right. It's just like not who I am. So it's like at the end of the day, like what can we do to branch? And that's what we're working on. We're working with the buddies. Like we want to build a marketplace, right? Like we source a lot of badass food. It's like why not like sell like that to the community too? Like you want to come in and like eat these beautiful melons or strawberries or get this fish from Japan that you can't buy anywhere else. Right. We can sell it. You know what I mean? Like we can get that. We can, we can harness that, like all of that time to like source those ingredients for our restaurants and put it in a place that like people can get like beautiful things, you know, for, for home and more people. I mean, like I cook at home all the time now. I never used to. Yeah. But, like now I cook at home all the time. Like I, th I take things from the restaurant go home cook dinner with my fiance and just like hang out you know what i mean because you know i also live like an hour outside of the city so yeah you know but at the end of the day it's like uh we're working with a buddy and we're like hey want to put a restaurant in the back of this space like we can that's that's nowadays like what you got here what we have there that's the way like i mean your rent's 24 7 yeah you know like that shit don't stop that's right you know and it's never gonna Right. Nope. Like the only way and it's the only way you stop is if you can buy it, you know, and it's like for for where we're at in D.C., like you ain't buying that. Same. <laughs> you know, like you, you're not buying that thing, you know, so it's like we're working with some people. But, yeah, it's fun. You know, that's what's up. Like we're just going to keep pushing, keep trying to like build, build community, build our tree, continue to support our team and see like see where it goes, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to be said to just trying to help the community in general, 
to see the whole community like flourish because that only makes you stronger as a brand. Yeah, exactly. Because 100%. the more people look at DC as like a dining destination, yeah. it only helps you more. Right. I'd say that all the time. It's like the more people are like, do you want them to get a star? I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd love the DC guy to get bigger than the Chicago guy. Right. right. Because then, and then like maybe it passes enough, like it's going to take time, but like we're right there. Yeah. You know, like the DC guide is like a few restaurants away from the size of like the Chicago guide. It's like no one would have guessed that shit 10 years ago. Would DC ever have more Michelin starred restaurants in Chicago? Nobody would have been like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Hell. Chicago dominated the scene 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And For it's sure. like now you're right there. We're within like five, five, five restaurants to get like surpass, you know, like give or take. And it's like at the end of the day, like I'm like, yeah, I'd love to see more people get stars. I'd love to see our team branch out and get stars. I'd love to open up another restaurant and get more stars. All of those things, you know what I mean? And it's like, all that does is bring better cooks, right? right? Then the cooks lift your restaurant up even more so you can then do more for them. It's right. like a whole, God, it's like just a whole It's ecosystem. a domino. Yeah, it it's is. a domino you know? effect. And it's like, then that makes your chef's life, your sous chef's life easier, makes your chef's life easier, makes your life easier. So then you can do more for your team turn around and put more back in more back in more back in and constantly like make it a better place better place to be you know but if you're like nah i don't want to see them get a star there's too many people out there like that i don't want to see them i don't want to see that like it's like why well it's like, the old school it, mentality right like, is, I, I don't right? want to i don't want to teach this person how to do the thing because it's my job shit we talked about that today exactly right like instead of like building people up right like i mean wouldn't it be sick to not have to run service five days a week Fuck yeah. Seven, seven. Mm -hmm. Seven, yeah. We do seven, seven here. We do Five seven. for me. Yeah. But like, you know, it's like, absolutely. Like, isn't that the point? Yeah. Like, without, you know, I was saying earlier, like, you know, players become coaches, right? With no coaches, there's no players. Like, That's it's right. vice versa. Like, it's a, it all works in the same. And, like, if you can't surpass the people that you learn from, then what was the point of them ever investing any time right. in you, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if we're going to invest, you know, like, I hope Mike goes off and just like fucking annihilates it you know what i mean because if he Same. doesn't i'm gonna be like fuck yeah you know what i mean like and people expect him to anyway so like i expect it i expect like, him to I yeah exactly to. <laughs> so like i'm like i want you to do good because people expect you to do good man so like you have to you know like uh yeah it's wild but it's a good place to be right now i i think that miami is a very interesting market right now I mean, obviously, like the the whole world has moved. I feel like has moved to Miami, and um, the scene is pretty intense. A lot of things are changing. There's new big groups. There's a new duck press in town. Uh, also, oh, yeah? yeah, it's only with pasta. Apparently. Oh yeah. shit! Okay. I'll send you the video. It's cute. Um, <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Um, uh, but you know, the one thing that I'm very happy about is that. I don't know, over a decade ago, I was like, you know, I have an opportunity to leave or I could stay, but this is like my home and I want to make a difference here. Right. And then along with making a difference, I wanted to, you know, tell a story and I wanted to do a thing, a guy from Miami and the whole thing. And then also like hopefully have people that work with me and around me do their own thing too. Right. And I've seen a lot of that. And I think it's like, that is the goal, For right? Sure. That is the goal. Like you're leaving a legacy of like people that had learned alongside you under you you know and and the whole thing and, and it only makes the city stronger yeah you know right so i mean mike is a good example of that for you and yeah I, I mean i hope mike annihilates tampa yeah you know maybe i'll actually go to tampa now 
Exactly. I've actually never reason. been to Tampa. <laughs> in my really? entire never in my entire life have I been to Tampa. But um you know, it's it's interesting. Miami's an interesting time. You're gonna see over the next four or five days that you're here. It's uh <laughs> it's, it's a very interesting time. You've only been here for like eight hours. Eight hours. So, yeah, exactly. So half of it at the airport. Yeah. You know? Half of it. So the reason why uh, let's talk about the reason why you're here. Um you know, over the last three years that we've been friends, we've been talking about cooking together. Right. A couple times. So I went to DC and then when I was um actually oh I was I was in California for that event and I called you because that's when the whole like um the guide coming to Miami mm-hmm. thing and I was like, you know, what do you think? Blah blah. Whatever. Which I appreciate advice 100 percent like you know i always take advice and like people who know more about things than i do like i want to know as much as i can right Uh, especially about the shit that i have no idea about and i and i honestly and we talked about this a bunch of times i never thought the guide would actually come here yeah same um (laughs) and you know now that now they're actually gonna you know grade the city which is great um and you were like you know what i'm gonna i you know you're gonna do a dinner here i'm gonna do a dinner there and I was like, super game. I mean, right. I, I love that. We've only done, I think, like four collaboration dinners in the whole like six years that we've been open. One was with Manny from Surf Club, which was great. And then two other were with... Um, very. You guys are doing great. Yeah. <laughs> and there goes the area team to go drink all the beer at Taurus. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's... First of all, it's an honor. I love cooking with my friends. I love right. cooking with like-minded indiv- individuals. So we're doing what? Six courses? Five plus six, dessert? Yeah, I think. Yeah, five in dessert or six in dessert. Right. Right in there. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I think I fucked one of them up and brought it as a full course and it was supposed to be a snack. Oh, what was yeah, that? Yeah, foie gras. Oh, so That's we're doubling said, down on foie. What I love it. What did you call it out there? The, the, <laughs> well, we're doing like a... so. Oh, man, Manny. <laughs> Manny's been working on this dish for a couple of days. So uh, we're doing like, huh? I'm just trying to find him because he's very stressed right now. My 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 chef, The chef of Ariette, Manny Arredondo, is very stressed today. <laughs> um, and uh, we're doing like a guava and foie mosaic. Okay. Served with uh, brioche, white chocolate crumble, and tarragon salt. Okay. So what's your foie dish? Yeah, we, I know, right? So we're doing, we got foie, cured, like old school terrine style, but then like oh, pasta so tammy, set with a little bit of uh, sweet sesame butter and Madeira jelly. Oh man, this is good. Perigord truffle and then the fried duck fat waffles. Oh, I love those waffles. Those waffles are good. They're those addicting. waffles are good. Yeah, Ego could like... Yeah, you know that's, well, that's the new you serve, flavor. That's now what they you serve with the caviar service, right? We did, yeah, exactly. Oh man! Now they do like Lay's potato chip flavors every year. Like we need to do like fucking an ego competition and get the duck fat waffle in there. Those, those waffles are fucking delicious. <laughs> those, I, I mean, those were some of my favorite. That was one of my favorite bites when I ate there. Awesome. Just the whole like presentation too. Yeah, yeah. Right, the whole like thing. Ryan is very big on plates. Oh, I thought I was a big plate guy. <laughs> And then I, I met Ryan, and I'm like, man, I don't know shit. This guy's got plates that I could not even imagine. And when he told me the prices, I'm like, I'm good. 
<laughs> I'm solid. I'm solid. I don't want to know about yeah, these. Yeah, I like all the JL. Yeah. Oh man, all the JL coquette tonight was. Well, nice. we're still missing half of our order. Oh yeah. Yeah, it yeah. Takes forever, right? It, I know, but they're they're incredible. Oh, stunning. they're so yeah, good, they're man. So Their stuff is like yeah. beautiful, and like uh, we met with the JL guy. He yeah. was like the sweetest French guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's he was awesome. like the sweetest guy. I've never I like, met anybody. I wanted to put him in my pocket. I'm like, you're one of my friends for life. Dude, their shit is amazing. <laughs> amazing. amazing. And it's all handmade. It's yeah. fucking like nuts like, what they do over there. Porcelain, man. So what's the other? You're doing scallop dish. Yeah, we're doing snack, right? Right. We did buckwheat tart. Buckwheat tart. <laughs> fucking shit. Squid what's the dish? Squash fudge. There it is. Buckwheat tart, squash tart, squash fudge, uh, wild steelhead roe. Uh-huh. Uh, we did then foie. Then we're doing uh, mi kui, like lightly poached scallop, yeah. served cold. Buttermilk, Hokkaido urchin. We got some Ogawa sea urchin, seltus. Oh, man, we're doubling down on sea urchin, too. This is great. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right on. And then duck. Yeah. You doing duck? duck? No, I'm Might not doing well. duck. No, no. Fuck well. that. Fuck. I did a duck over there. You're doing your duck yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was That's good. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, we're doing... um with urchin? We're, well, this was the last second edition. Um, yes. We're doing uh, monkfish wrapped in monkfish sausage that's then wrapped in Swiss chard with a corn pudding, potato souffle, and just like one sea urchin tongue on top of one of the souffles. Nice. Yeah. And the last, our last savory dish before the duck is the pork and morcilla press with uh, Gordo Rancho lima beans. And then we do this like calabasa dumpling stuffed with head cheese. And then the jus is kind of like, um, it's modeled after like caldo, gallego. And then we take a bunch of piquillo peppers. We cook them down with red peppers, onions, sherry vinegar. We puree it and then we fold it into the jus. I love like finishing dense sauces with like vegetable liaisons right. to like cut into like the richness yeah. of it but still like you get all the flavor right um and then the duck yeah i think we have like eight courses <laughs> <laughs> the whole well, people five, are gonna get their money's yeah, worth the here five plus one <laughs> six plus one I'm like, and then our snack our snack is uh yeah. malanga tater tot uh that was inspired by nick actually the malanga tater tot was inspired yeah the malanga tater tot was inspired by nick because Nick is quite the um, the home cook, and I love his Instagram story of his uh, of his cooking because sometimes it's so bad and sometimes it's so great. <laughs> it's awesome. so great, and uh, he usually Real, uses let's, the guys. Let's, that, let's everybody relax with the sometimes it's so bad. Yeah, I mean sometimes the the people that do ads on here they give us like equipment to use, and Nick always uses them. I don't always use them, but Nick does use them. I do. <laughs> and um, shout out to the barrel. We'll probably we'll probably cut that out. We'll probably cut that out because they haven't paid us to use it. No, no. I mean, uh, th- there's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, the, cool. This 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 episode will have an ad from the barrel. Yeah. Well, I I use the barrel. Yeah. Barrel the barrel the bbq dot com. Use <laughs> promo code pangong ten for a hundred dollars off of your barrel barbecue grill. <laughs> what is this? It's uh, this it's is a, a real thing. It's, an, it's oh, a piece yeah. of equipment that uh, they yeah. have an ad on here. But you can get a discount if you use the discount code. Pangong 10. P-A-N-C-O-N-1-0. $100 off. $100 off. That's yeah. a lot to listen yeah, to this fucking yeah, yeah. podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. he made this like uh, Malanga hash brown. And I'm okay. like, man, that's like a really fucking good idea. So we workshopped it. for. I mean, ours is a little different. But... <laughs> we we workshopped the fuck out of it, and it's like a malanga tater tot with right. uh, caviar and creme fraiche and chives. Nice, yeah, it's yeah. delicious. It's 
Incredibly simple. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also have a caviar supplement, so you can go to ten courses here. Apparently, oh fuck, yeah, yeah. yeah. caviar, so, like, etc. Plant. Uh, we're just out to surpass expectations. That's all I want to do in my entire life. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm trying to do. So hopefully, the sixty people that have bought tickets to this thing and will be here tomorrow have an absolutely incredible time. I mean, it, I've actually, I'm shocked how many people from DC that go to Bresca have been to Ariette. Yo, a lot. So many. You know who's gonna, dude, there is like, there's some big hitters here tomorrow. I know. Like so I, many people hit me up and they're like, so we're looking at a space, right? That's like owned by Whitman Walker in DC, where uh-huh. we want it like two blocks from us. And then one of our teams, they're like, oh yeah, my friend said uh, one of the board members of Whitman Walker is going to be at the dinner at Ariad on Thursday night. Oh, no shit. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, fuck it. Why not? Add I love another that. one. I love then, that. Uh, but sure, he was like, yeah, my corporate chef might bring Paul by for the – he hit us up. He's like, he, my, our corporate chef might bring Paul by for the dinner. And he was like – We're I'm back a- to talking about Paul Lee, Brent. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah. Like, that story is one of my favorite. Right? When Antonio hits me up at like noon, is like, hey, uh, are you guys open today? It was on a Monday. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm going to bring Paul by. And I'm like, cool. Who's Paul? <laughs> and he's like, Paul Lee, Brent. I'm like, oh, you didn't want to lead with the whole fucking name, right? Because there's so many – fucking Paul's in the world. You didn't want to say, Paul Liebrandt's coming to dinner tonight, and I automatically just... I was at your house. I was at your house. And you swiftly left my house. I absolutely <laughs> left your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely left your house, and I was like... That might have been... Was that the day you just went to use my toilet? <laughs> it was. It was the day I just went to use your toilet. You were, like, dropping off or picking up a car at the garage or something, you're like, yeah. hey, Nick, uh, I need to use your toilet. Yeah, you stuck around for a while, and then Paul Lee branched. And then Paul, and then I got a text: Paul Lee yeah, coming yeah. here. I'm like, yeah, I'm, Nick, I'm yeah. gonna have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe back tomorrow. That's what he told me. Well, like, so. We're we're ready. We're That's, uh, we oh, yeah, absolutely. And then Nicolas uh, the Jimenez, the Big Ten, the Big Ten. What what's what's that gentleman's name? Jonathan. No, Who? but jo- but isn't Jonathan bringing the, the the one of your investors a really sweet older guy? Was oh, Wayne coming? I I don't know. I, I thought don't know that was if Wayne's coming. Actually. I, I I don't know if that if Wayne is. But he Wayne is in one like of the, the fourteen people in my mind that would be here tomorrow. Wayne is one of the nicest guys the nicest I've guy. ever met in my yeah. fucking life. I hope Wayne. We're gonna make Wayne listen to this. Right I know. Now. And and Wayne. So Wayne came to dinner at Ariette, and he was like, um, he was like, you know, uh, have you ever heard of a restaurant called Bresca? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, this reminds me a lot of it. I'm like. Yeah, I know. That's I know. And then yeah. Wayne was at the dinner that I yeah. did at Bresca, and I was, he's just like the nicest fucking guy. I think Wayne's sister, is it his sister-in-law or something? He's got family yeah. here some, He does, somehow. in the in the Grove. In here. the Grove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, he might be around now that you said that. I might, that might have slipped my mind. I hope he's here. I hope that'd he's be, here. That'd be fun. What a delight that man yeah. is. He he's a delight. Fun, it's fun to have a familiar dining room. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, I had never met Maru before. Yeah, Maru, right. And then when when I uh when we did the dinner at Bresca, she was just so sweet. You know Max? Uh Max vs. Food? Yes, Max, Max yeah. vs. Food. Yeah. Max that's... is gonna be here. Jonathan's gonna be here. Oh, Max is coming tomorrow? I think so. Yeah, oh, he's, in I didn't the, he's in the Big Ten. Oh, he's in the Big yeah, Ten? Oh, you know? is he? Right. He's let me tell you, that motherfucker can eat. Wild. Bro. Man, when him yeah. and Jonathan and Miguel Massans, which is another friend of the podcast. Uh-huh came to dine here i fucking crushed them and they were just like fine they probably went to taco bell after probably That's like Jonathan's they were fucking signature. fine like John- they were just like jonathan crushes a fucking tasting menu 
and then goes to Taco Bell after the NL to Washington. Jonathan, that we keep referencing is your what? What is his exact He's a business title? partner. He's the director of operations. Yeah, yeah. So Jonathan is one of like it's calm and cool as a cucumber, but he has dined every like it's. I don't under fucking stand. How this guy eats so fucking Yeah, I know so how much money, money he makes, too, so I don't <laughs> know how the fuck. Like, <laughs> right? That's everyone's question. This guy's got to be fucking loaded, right? Like, right? He's like, eaten everywhere in the world right. and, like, the most extensive <laughs> tasting menus. And you meet him, he's just, like, like such a quiet, oh, nice shit. man. And he's, like, literally, you if you – he's the most um, interesting person to follow on all of Instagram. Forget – Dude. Kanye West and all these other yeah, folks fuck, fuck on Instagram, that, right? all the Kim Kardashians of the world, Jonathan Kano, right? Follow him on Instagram. You're going to find some of the best food in the world. 24 hours in Macau. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He'll spend 36 like, hours in a place where have six dinners. I'm like, how did you even do that? How many days were you off? I was off for 48 hours. I spent 30 of them in Macau and I'm back. Wow. Like, what the fuck? And then he just goes to work and he's just like quiet assassin. Right? Red Bull. Yeah, just like, just yeah. Uh, like, he, I feel like he float. Like, you ever quiet seen like the assassin. movies, like, <laughs> yeah, like that they float, right? I feel like Jonathan just floats around he the does, dining room right? and he's just like very quiet. And then all yeah. of a sudden he's gone and then you see him in a corner just looking. Yeah. And I'm like, exactly. oh, you're back. Right? Like, Jason Statham. Yeah. Right? It's like, there I don't is. quite know if that's the reference <laughs> that I would use for Jonathan, but like, I'll take it. I'll take it. So, uh, tomorrow we're going to have a good time. Um, if you didn't buy tickets, sorry. Um, <laughs> my bad. We sold out. Excellent. We actually sold out in two days for this, so that was that was a nice feeling. Um, I think we've covered all the bases here. Yeah, Ryan's ready to go to bed. Ryan's right, ready so, to go to bed. So I guess, yeah, <laughs> I guess this is where we do our wind down. Yeah, we do our we do our wind down. We do a wind down. We do parting recommendations, and then we do shameless plugs. Yeah. Um, you want to do a lightning round here? Yeah, I'm gonna hit. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fuck this guy. He could sleep eventually. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. So. Uh, He's fine. So parting recommendations will all uh, uh, recommend. It can be anything as long as it's not yours. So something that people should eat, read, watch, right. listen to. And you can do as many of those as you want. You can go first or you can pass it off to anybody else. I'll go. Universe. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go. Just because I watched a movie. It was actually very good. It's called The Kingsman. Oh, yeah. I think it was a prequel to like the um, that um, the Kingsman, the other Kingsman movies. It's yep. a good watch. It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Um, I recommend it very much. I also attempted to watch The Last Duel, right? Uh, the Last Duel, the guy who played, um, fuck, man, Han Solo's son in Star Wars. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I forget his name. He played like um, he played the bad guy, and then Matt Damon played the good guy, but they were like really trying to make this movie so proper like dual like and i was like i'm falling asleep i tried to watch it three times i fell asleep all three times and so i just you're didn't. not recommending i'm that. not recommending that but i am recommending the kingsman because i have a short attention What's span the kingsman? the kingsman so it's about like a secret se- secret, secret agency like dapper dudes that yeah like yeah oxford's oxford's lots you know they all wear yeah. suits lots of like lots of umbrellas yeah they have umbrellas that have they have umbrellas that they pull they they pull swords out of yeah, and then the sword up. also has a gun on it exactly. right. and i love all of that right. because anything, i would love to dress like that <laughs> anything and less have would a be cane uncivilized. that has a sword and a gun 
Yeah. I would love to be totally like, prepared for all. Shooting your umbrella gonna, out of the side gonna, of your caddy. We're going to go. sword fight, yeah. but I can also shoot you, and we can call this a day. Right. Ralph and we can call it a day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can call it a day. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, it was the whole secret society thing, it was cool. Um, so that's my parting recommendation. Food-wise, I have. of that movie's. Did you watch it? I, I've seen that. Yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, I know, but now there's a prequel. That oh, just came out. I saw that. So it's about how one, it started. I was like, man, I it, can get Yeah, no. So yeah. not now now <laughs> now it's about how it started, which I which I like the story of how you know it started. Uh, the Kingsman? Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't know anything about the prequel. I thought okay. he was just saying he saw the first one. Ah. No. Oh, okay. I'm I as you so guys go new... through this, I'm going to Google to make sure I'm talking about the new movie. No, no, I believe you. I believe you. You you know. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh food wise, I haven't really eaten much. Uh, of note, I did uh, visit a gas station cafe and had a very good Colombian empanada. The yeah. gas station is on 22nd and Coral Way. It's called Mimi's Cafe. It is located inside of a gas station that has very affordable gasoline, which is not common in today's world. So I recommend that gas station. I also recommend having the empanada. The croquetas stay away from, but the empanada, good time. Good stuff. Nice. Um, I'll I'll give Ryan a little bit more time to to think about no, his stuff. It could be uh, no, no. It, on the contrary, it could be wherever. I mean, yeah, you know, so like maybe people. I mean, look, we're, we got listeners all over the place. You know, yeah. yeah right? I uh, one of my yeah. partner recommendations was Albie. Ah, yeah. There you go. Nice. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie and a cookbook. Uh, neither of these is new to me, but I was thinking about both of them today. The movie Plan Nine from Outer Space. Um, <laughs> Plan 9 from Outer Space is a famously awful movie. In fact, uh, the, the movie was made by a guy named Ed Wood. The movie Ed Wood is where Johnny Depp plays Ed Wood making Plan 9 from Outer Space. So there's a whole story about how this movie comes together. It's a famously terrible, terrible movie from, like I want to say, the 40s uh, that attempted to merge zombie movie, vampire movie, and alien movie all in one movie. I love that. And it is just it. such oh. a spectacular yeah, I shit seen show. Movie in a long time, so. This was one of the first movies I've seen in a while. Yeah, spectacular shit show. This thing and the cookbook I'm recommending is, uh, and there is a movie coming out. I believe it's the Bob's Burgers cookbook. If you're if you Love watch that. you watch Forever. Bob's Burgers. No, the no. Fo- it's a, a cartoon on Fox uh, yeah. about uh, it's it's I forget the name of the actor, but he's the same guy who voices Archer. Um, and it's about a, a, a family that runs a burger joint in Jersey. Um, so think like The Simpsons, but all based out of a burger spot instead of a restaurant. Uh, and one of the running gags on the show is that it always starts in the dining room and then they've got their special chalkboard where the special of the day is on there. And it's always a super cheesy pun like the If Looks Could Kale Burger or the Papaya Rose Rolling Stone Burger. Uh, and so the cookbook is a good time. Even if you never make a burger, I've flipped through that burger cookbook a million times. Just like, ah, look at that. Get a little laugh nice. out of it. So Bob's Burgers cookbook. Just to point out, The King's Man. It's called The King's, the King's Man. Different from The Kingsman. Correct. Yeah. The King's Man yeah. uh, is a 2021 movie. Right. Okay, pretty there's also The Kingsman yeah. film series. That's right. Which, has, which started in 2014. Yeah. So, different things, 
different movies. I mean, that only makes sense. Before they can be Kingsman, there's got to be a Kingsman. There has to be a Kingsman. Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. They should have hired us to come up with the taglines for those posters. I think we would crush that. Oh, oh man. You should hear our ads. They're pretty fucking dreadful, Oof. but very entertaining. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Hey, I mean, listen, I know for a fact that somebody asked for a window quote. <laughs> We got an Impact Windows ad on this podcast. Shout out to Elite Impact Glass. Shout out to mention you. Mention Pancom Podcast and get 10% off your installation. <laughs> I love that. Your That's turn, sir. Awesome. Shit. Recommend. Anything, man. I don't, I don't man. get out enough. Yeah, well, you know, like, it's fuck. fine. It could, it could you be something that you, shit that you to cooked me at when home, I was there. too. You could, you could recommend people cook a thing at home if you've been cooking at home a lot. Yeah, I, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right. So... I can recommend a show, right? Diana and I, my fiance, we've been watching. Is it on Netflix? Ozark. Oh, oh yeah, I watched first uh, first two seasons. Yeah, of Ozark. The thir- is it the third season now? Came yeah, out, I, ha- right? I haven't gotten into there. Yeah, it's addicting. Right? Yeah, oh like, yeah, it's uh, one of those. One of those, exactly. Right. So we've been watching it. So one of those things that she makes me swear not to watch once she falls asleep. Right, but that know? doesn't happen ever. Yeah, exactly. I'm finished, right. but she has no idea until now. Um, <laughs> She's got to listen to all yeah. all two hours of this exactly. to get there. To so get you're there. good. You're so, good. Like, we made it. Yeah. Um, exactly. They're dead. No, um, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> but that, that Spoiler show. Spoiler alert. Exactly. That show, that show is awesome. And then I would say uh, recommend two things in New York City. Mm. Right, like uh, sushi nas. Oh, David Fuchs, Fuchs one of our. Uh, he's uh, he's kind of in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? I will let him in. Yeah, we'll yeah. let him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. He's been second, on the second show. ballot. David, so awesome. is a good, he's going to yeah. be here tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think he's in the Big Ten. Oh, is he in the yes, Big Ten? He's, with he's them. got a separate table, so we're going to have to talk oh, to him about shit. that. Okay, maybe it's the Big Twelve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, sushi nas, awesome. Right, killing the game, bringing crazy crazy stuff from japan we dined yeah. two i dined twice in the same week right before the new year it was it was incredible and then there's a new little it's called mog mog japanese market mm. in in new york city it's uh like we buy fish from him at the restaurants but he's just like killing it with like you know bringing all these things for people in the marketplace to like buy hokkaido sea urchin White cool. strawberries, like uh, a mouse strawberries, like beautiful wild bluefin toro, all these like <laughs> stunning things and prepared prepared foods in his marketplace. So I think uh, something cool and inspiring for us because we're also trying to look at you know doing something similar in that facet. So it's it's pretty cool and I think like uh, you know opens people's eyes up to for sure to new things you know and then you take those things home and sets the bar for what tuna belly should taste like when you go out to eat you know mm-hmm. but no he's yeah. he's he's killing it so i think it's I think it's cool all right solid parting recommendations now Super shameless cool. plugs and now for the shameless plugs this is we'll where... go nick, let's nick go first because i i don't ever do them but that's good oh well the, but i'd rather have ryan shamelessly plug his oh stuff. shamelessly yeah tell, tell everybody where they can find you so john has stuff. been sold out for the next six <laughs> months <laughs> yeah that's shameless plugs yeah, yeah. got you got yeah, you yeah, yeah. so um Let's see how automated I can do this. We are, <laughs> we are located at. That's good. Yeah, yeah. it's robotic. We are located possible. at 1904 14th Street Northwest, Washington, D.C. Wow, that's uh, good. That's John, same building. Same building. One entrance. Come say hello. Uh, now we're in D.C. Prescott Jaunt. Same location. Uh, we live there. Chest. You can see us there every night. You're the best. Oh, at. shit. Nice. You're the best. How did that happen? 
text. What kind of shameless plug? Oh, was was like, where's that shameless yeah, plug? That was a text. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where we're at. We're in DC every day. Good shit. Shameless plugs. Uh, you can find Pankong Podcast at Pankong Podcast. P A N C O N Podcast. Not Pumpkin Podcast. Not Panko Podcast. Not Pinko Podcast. Pan Pankong Podcast. Like a podcast sandwich. Also, datemag.com slash Pankong Podcast. You can give us all of your money. Everything. All your money. It, uh, everything. Whatever's left after all of these dinners that you are now uh, booking thanks to this podcast. Yeah. At Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash Dade Mag, D A D E M A G. If you give us enough money, we'll send you coffee every month. Yeah. Also, it's been a while since you got a shameless plug. Follow Petey the Dog at yeah. P E A T Y, like a Petey Scotch, Petey the Dog on the Instagram. The real champion here. The real champion, the real producer. No one has produced more podcasts while deaf than <laughs> Petey the Dog. Another parting recommendation I have is to listen to the Liberated podcast now on. That's true. Yeah. Now, now on the new Dave Mag uh, platform, uh, hosted by our producer Nicholas Jimenez and all his great great guests. Oh man! The Liberated podcast the liberated brought to you by podcast. Nicholas Jimenez. That's right. That's a very different podcast. Yeah. The, uh, the Just so you know, is... we have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Uh, that, uh, although I, I I have considered having you on as a guest. Oh. You might get an man. invitation sometime soon. Oh man. Maybe I'm we'll going to be just... a guest on your podcast. Yeah. This is going to be a disaster. Yeah. I mean, maybe the next time you come to use my toilet. Oh man, that's you know. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be soon. It's been a while. It's you know, glorious. You got it's a garage. Got a, you got a garage. It's got like one of those pooper stoopers, right? Like you, you get a little the little feet thing. I do. I do have a squatty potty. Squatty potty. That's squatty. what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, is a squatty, squatty potty. potty. I I never use a squatty potty. I'm not comfortable with a squatty <laughs> potty. Uh, it requires that you take pants all the way off. <laughs> that was a non recommendation. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, that's a, I recommend you I don't. Would, you should you know, not clutter your floor. I, I would say I, God, I, I recommend stop you, this while we're ahead. Yeah, for I, fuck's sake! I recommend you try a friend squatty potty before you get your own. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show. Now, for the people that have given us all of your one dollar every month, you can listen to the lightning round where I ask Ryan five very quick questions before he tells me to go fuck myself. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.